Hey everybody, happy March. I hope you're staying safe and far away from the coronavirus. Uh, I just want to let you all know that the James Hong interview has been unlocked and is available for all of you from the Patreon uh, exclusive Everyday Halloween podcast, Mutants and Monsters Club. Uh, keep your eye over there on the Patreon for more uh, exclusive stuff. But for now, enjoy this interview with James Hong. James, uh, as you guys might remember from uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Blade Runner, uh, tons of those really uh, classic films. Uh, this was one of the most interesting interviews I've ever conducted. Uh, you'll probably hear why as you listen to it. But thank you guys again. Um, Joe Bob will be on the normal podcast starting today. And uh, if you are not getting the, the podcast, make sure to go to um, Anchor. That is where our new home is now, where you can listen on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, all that fun jazz. So. Without further ado, here's my interview with James Hong. How's everybody doing this afternoon? All right, my name's Horror Guy I'm the host of the Everyday is Halloween podcast. You can check it out at Howl's Eve 365 on Instagram and Twitter. All right, but you're not here for that. You are here for the one and only James Hong. So we were going to show a video of my career, but I think uh, most of you know more or less what I've done. It's been... <clears throat> so I think I might as well sit down and chat with you a little bit. We'll have a, a, a small Q&A after I chat with you, and then uh, we'll play... Uh, who of you have seen that um, uh, internet uh, low-pan style? Yeah, okay. We're going to play that. You have. <laughs> <laughs> this lady has with her kids. <laughs> Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So, let me see. Um, uh, to start with, uh, this is, the, I think, the 66 years I've been in the movie industry. So that's been how long it is. Thank you. Believe it or not, I think I'm the only actor alive that has ever worked with Groucho Marx. <laughs> and that's how it all started. I was, um, now I'm going back, way back, you know, if you don't mind telling you a little bit about my career. I was going to University of Minnesota, you know, where that is, back in uh, the cold country. And um, I was uh, studying civil engineering, believe it or not, on my third year of, after I served in Korea, I, started uh, 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 being an engineer and uh, studying. Came out here one summer with a comedy partner we were called Hong and Parker. So we were, we said, let's, this summer, let's give it a try. You know, how we, when you're young, you will try anything. <laughs> so we came out and first thing I saw on Sunset Boulevard was Jack Palance, you know, eating a hamburger. Uh, at, uh, uh, what is it, Hamburger Hamlet in those days went on Sunset. And I said, I want to be like that guy, you know, all right? Jack Palance. And um, so we tried every nightclub in those days. It was all super big nightclubs, only Sammy Davis Jr. in the big time. And we got nobody to listen to us. So we were just on the way back to Minnesota when a writer in Hollywood called me this is one of those things that quirks in life that happen that changes your whole life. But the, act, uh, the writer says, hey, 
I, I, I uh, talked to the people on the Guangzhou Mark show, and uh, they, I told them that, uh, uh, you know, I have a, a, a comedian that one can appear on your show. And he said, we don't want a comedian, Guangzhou said, you know. Uh, obviously, he didn't want competition. So, so he said, hey, hey Guangzhou, but this kid does impersonations and can do one of you. And he says, oh, okay, bring him on then. So that summer on the Groucho Marx show, and he gave me a cigar. I said, Groucho Marx, that's me. Uh, you too. I've, I, um, I found an elephant in my pajama last night. How, I, how he got there, I don't know. <laughs> and so I did uh, James Cagney. Hold the microphone. You'll be my stand, all right? Would you like me to see some of the old impressions? Yeah. Okay, this is James Cagney. Yankee doo doo dandy, a Yankee doo 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 or die. You just keep your eyes on that grand old flag. You go and you don't know what you're going to do. You're going to die. You're going to die. I'm glad you're right. That's so I did James Gagley in Chinese. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Thank you. Now, don't be shy with your applause. Don't be like. Like the Chinese, the silent majority. Uh, so, so I think I did um, uh, Jimmy Stewart. <coughs> well, uh, yes, yes, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, every Christmas, I I feel like uh, jumping off the bridge. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas, a wonderful Christmas. Yeah, the farm and the moon. And then I did, um, I think Peter Lorre. Okay, can you hold the microphone? <laughs> this is Peter Lorre. Yes, I, I don't know what, what is going on. What, what was my name? I just don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm pleased to meet you. <laughs> and I, like I didn't do it. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I didn't do this one coming up, but uh, I thought I'd throw it in anyway. <coughs> Elvis Presley. <laughs> Rock says my baby left me. I found a place to dwell. It's something in a lonely street. Heartbreak will do me. So crowded, it's filled, confined, some room with down the hill along the street. Heartbreakers, oh, well, I'll be a son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, so I, this writer said, uh, you should stay in Hollywood, you know. Could I have some water to, um, get a, uh, <clears throat> anyway, so I stayed in Hollywood that summer. Moved everything out of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and uh, for for a long time in Minnesota. For in Minnesota, I, I was the only Chinese in the whole neighborhood, and, and I was beginning to sound like uh, them. You know, yeah, sure. Uh, by all, my name is Janssen, James Janssen, and we eat smoke, a smoke every day. Yeah, sure, uh, and so. I got rid of everything in the University of Minnesota, transferred here to, to uh, USC, 
and graduated. So who, who, who here has ever heard of USC? Uh, yeah, right. They're the losing team now. <laughs> so the, and um, so I just somehow got into the movie industry, and I had to leave engineering after I designed some curb and gutters for Los Angeles County. That was my job. Can you believe it? After five years of engineering, and so. Uh, that was about it. Uh, uh, every year I averaged 10 uh, TV shows with all those. Uh, Clark Gable, I did a feature, uh, John Wayne, and everybody. And of course, Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> and somehow, uh, the wonderful movies I would have to be thankful for, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson, classic. Uh, and. Um, of course, most of you also bought me posters signed from Blade Runner, one of the classics, you know. So, uh, and of course, that classic Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see if I can do a, a little quote. Have, who else have, have seen that Revenge of the Nerds? Uh, hold the microphone, I'll do uh, uh, This is when... Uh, uh, I think, what's his name? Uh, who's the head nerd? I forgot his name. He came into my bedroom and I said, In order to hawk a better loogie, one must draw the phlegm from the soul, not from the lungs. <laughs> so, you, you can see I have a lot of talent. I'm possibly the only actor that can burp on cue. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Does anybody have any questions for James? All right, right here. Uh, what was it like working with John Carpenter and um, Kurt Russell on Big Trouble in Little China? And how did you get the role? Yeah, that's a very good question. And it's hard to remember uh, how I got the role. Oh, I, I remember now that you mention it. Uh, a carpenter was interviewing people, and uh, uh, there was a whole obvious, a lot of people trying out for Lopin. And I came in and uh, read the script, you know. Uh, I think he gave me. Uh, uh, and all I want to do is find the girl with the green eyes. Yes, so that I can mortal again once more uh, I'm still looking for the girl with the green eyes and when I have found her I shall marry her what is this three girls with green eyes what am I to do so I got the role you know <clears throat> and after that it was simple just do my work every day and uh, out comes this picture I thought well you know it's a social picture but you people I think you love it. Am I right? <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else? How was it like working with Mike Myers? Glad you asked that. Nobody's ever asked it before. <clears throat> uh, Mike, I would say, is probably the nicest, if not one of the nicest uh, actors I've ever met, you know. He was um, conducive to ad-libbing with me, as you can see in the 
the show that I did. Who has seen that uh, Wayne's World 2? Yeah, so almost everybody. He's that kind of guy, you know. Uh, and he's very private in a sense. He doesn't like a lot of ruckus. When we were at the Toronto Film Festival, after he uh, was on the red carpet, he came and joined me in the shadows. And we just chat, you know. He's not the kind that goes out wild and do all kinds of crazy things like everybody else here does. <laughs> Thank you. It sounds like you're not, uh, you don't think Big Trouble is as great a film as clearly many people do. Do you feel like it's the role of Lopan has overshadowed a lot of your, your other work that you consider to be better? Thank you. That, that's a very good question. In other words, do I think Big Trouble lived in the shadows for a while when it first came out, right? And then somehow it became popular. That is a very good question because it goes to the crux of filmmaking. When it first came out in the in the the Century Fox was viewing the film, uh, and they tested it. It was the one of the biggest reaction from the fans during those uh, test runs, you know. And uh, uh, Kurt Russell said to me, "This is going to be a big, big film." Unfortunately, and I'm telling you people as a secret to, that I can say now, I think Carpenter, and I'm not sure, can't quote me. Carpenter was having a little odds and ends with the uh, uh, sellers, the owner of uh, Fox. And, and because of that little argument they had, you know, uh, the, the head of the Fox studio says, um, shelve it, just let it be alone, you know, and put all the PR money for Big Trouble into the aliens. That was, uh, and so the aliens came out and they, no, bankroll all the publicity into that movie and as a result of course it was one of the biggest hits ever and Big Trouble didn't get any so we didn't get any uh, so-called publicity we were in the shadows as you say you know however for some reason <laughs> you people can identify with that film and I don't know why <laughs> you know I, I, of all the classics I made Chinatown Blade Runner Trouble is still the winner. One of the reasons I think is because Lopan is not really a villain. Because all he wanted was a girl, you know? And if that's the case, if he's a villain, then every one of these guys out here is a villain. I mean, you're just looking for a girl with green eyes. What's wrong with that, right? And then you notice, in the, it's kind of odd. In the film, he never killed anybody. He just kept you know, doing his thing and going after the girls. And when I saw those pretty girls, you don't have to act, you know. Like when the wheelchair, I rolled my wheelchair up to uh, Kim Cottrell, who was, I think, caught and bound uh, half in the pit, I think. I just rolled my wheelchair and up there and, ah, yes. <laughs> A girl with green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a spicy one. <laughs> so you don't really have to act because to me, Kim Cattrall and the, uh, the and uh, uh, forgot the girl with uh, the green eyes, her name. They they were really good, don't you think? Kim Cattrall was outstanding in that movie, and yet the critics tore her apart. They just didn't like what you do. So it goes to show you the critics don't know 
what real good humor is. They don't look at it from your point of view of sitting there and watching the movie and liking, because Kim, Kim added that extra touch of comic book in there, animation. And this is what this whole auditorium is about, you know? The comedy in life and what makes life enjoyable. And Kim, Kim Cattrall added that, and Kurt Russell, certainly, you know, when he shot that gun and hit the ceiling, you know, all kinds of dumb things that happened. But it's, it's memorable, right? Every one of you can remember something about it. Um, uh, and when I look down at that, at the, uh, 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 the girl with the green eyes, she was so gorgeous, that girl with the green eyes lying there. Magic. The darkest magic. And my soul swims in it. Oh, didn't I? Give me the blood of this woman. <laughs> so there was a great scene, right? <clears throat> and now I think we're going to do the Gangnam style. Clear the two chairs. Actually, it's called low pants style. A friend of mine made a, uh, uh, a satire. Uh, nothing is perfect. We're just got, everybody's a volunteer here, as you can see by the gentleman who just danced. <laughs> now, some of you girls, can you dance? Come on up here. Where's, any other volunteers? Excuse me. You stand here. All right. Come on up. The other one. Oh, wow. Whoa. Wait. Uh, she can lead. So when the music stops, starts, you, you girls, uh, come on up here then, okay? And the guy, of course. Any other guys? Okay. So... Uh, when the music starts, you just do your own thing, whatever, and anybody else wants to do it, come on up and join, and then I'll come back. Slow tan.
This is Jack Byrne in the Porkchop Express. First you're this basket case on wheels, now you're an eight feet tall maniac. I don't want any trouble, big or small, Dave. I just want my truck back. When crazies like you ask me if I paid my dues, have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. Oh, I'm not insane. I kidnap Chinese girls as soon as they get off the plane. Cross-checking iris colors till I match a creamy jade. Now then, now in it's time for you to take my burning blade. Arrangements made. Crazy and now you that thing to women. Eyes of green. What does it mean? Oh, my machine. Well, there you have it. There's my very interesting interview with James Hong. Uh, it was a pleasure getting to talk with him. Uh, I had a few questions that weren't able to make it into the Q&A because he wanted to take more questions from the audience, but it still was a good time sharing the stage with him. Uh, it was a class act to work with, a lot of fun on stage. Um, next month, we'll have another guest coming on for the Patreon to do another exclusive interview. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening to these, uh, for being members of the Mutants and Monsters Patreon page. Uh, enjoy your Discord service, your free emotes on Twitch, all that fun jazz. Um, and yeah, so check out the Everyday Sailing podcast. I'll have a new episode of that coming up very soon. And yeah, so until next time, guys, see us on at Howl's E365 and at horror underscore guy on all social media. Peace out and stay scary. Seinfeld, Thor!